Welcome to Academic Conversation with Martin and Morgan. I'm Alicia. And I'm Mary. And we'll be sharing content that supports and empowers educators. This is episode six of seven from Ink and Ideas. And tonight we're going to be talking about chapter five and chapter six. But stay tuned because towards the end we have a special announcement about episode seven, our final episode. We're excited, aren't we? Very excited. Chapter five is called Thinking Ahead and Thinking After, and it's about preparing, organizing, and reflecting with sketch notes. Chapter six is named Sketch Note Tapas, bringing sketch noting to everything from mission statements to parent newsletters to daily schedules. So, so chapter five kind of kicks off, and she talks about. Um, using sketch noting and, and getting your thoughts ready before um, an activity and then how to use it as a reflection piece after. So your thinking is worth it ahead and after are the two terms that that she uses there and that students really need to think about how they're going to organize the information that they're going to receive um, and what that's going to look like. I like her whole concept of the schema sketch. She discusses accessing schema, what do I already know, and then what is my new learning? And doing that with visual and symbolic thinking as well as with words. And she really stays with her theme throughout the book of honoring both visual depictions of thoughts and also words that share our thinking. And then she goes um, a little bit further in the chapter and kind of talks about, which we've talked about a lot, is using those symbols and how symbols hold a lot of meaning. And she also stretches it into the after to think about how to summarize and synthesize the information that you've learned and use it as more of a reflective tool. And I thought also maybe using it as um, not a formal assessment, but just to check in to see where students' thoughts are as far as the information that they have retrieved. I think that's a great idea. And I also wanted to expand a little bit on the schema sketch because Tani is a big fan of using real objects or realia, as is the technical term for real objects. And she talks in this chapter, chapter five, about activating schema and she walks the reader through a lesson she did with some students about Mary Anning and Mary Anning is a scientist who studied fossils and a lot of us had not heard of her. She actually talked about Mary Anning also at the presentation that Alicia and I attended in Ohio and she talked about presenting um, a photograph of this this scientist and also showing some fossils which help kids to start to connect to schema or even build schema and I wanted to put the idea here that she also shared with us um, in a different capacity but there is an activity where you can use something called an image splitter and I found one just by googling image splitter (laughs) that's all you have to do And if you are really um, proficient with photography, you probably already know about this. But what you can do is upload a photo onto the internet and it will split that photo into quadrants for you as many as you like. It'll create a grid so you can go from two to four or more. 
So a really interesting idea that she shared with us was taking an image and revealing it to kids in um, sections of a grid and giving kids a chance to build their schema while viewing that photo. And I did have a chance to try this with some second graders um, right before Thanksgiving, showing them um, a really beautiful painting of a village um, with pilgrims and they were starting to grow squash and other things and being able to reveal it to them in sections and then have them write down or draw what they thought they were learning about in this picture was very interesting and revealing. So that's another activity you can use where visual thinking comes in and really helps every single kid participate. And I remember Alicia when I was telling you about that activity that it was really exciting to me because there was not a single kid in the class that I felt like I needed to scaffold their answer for them to provide them with support to be able to answer a question. They were all able to say what they thought they were seeing and why they thought that. So it's just one of those amazing self-differentiating and engaging activities. I was going to say when she showed that to us uh, at the conference, the first thing that came to uh, my mind was what rich conversation is that image splitter going to evoke? Mm -hmm. And just like you were saying, leveling that playing field, making that learning equitable, they all, everybody has something to share because they're just simply observing and kind of saying, what do you notice? What do you see? And we were even looking at different images and the more she showed each part, it wasn't what you thought it was at first. <laughs> right, it wasn't. And um, it's interesting with kids too because they really reveal a lot about their own cultural lens. When they do an activity like that, kids were seeing what they know in the portrait until they got enough cues to realize, oh, that's, that's what this is. It revealed a lot about the kid's background and, and just how they see things. It's so exciting to use these strategies that make thinking uh, show up like Tani says all the time thinking showing up on the page you know it's just really fun because we want to know that about our kids it helps us teach them better and I wonder we had talked about this previously if you had even just reading the book and sharing the pictures as we would traditionally do if any of those um, conclusions that they were drawing would have would have ever come to light and then the connections they were they were making to the first Thanksgiving, would that even have come out if you were just reading it and sharing the pictures in a, in a regular format? Well, I Maybe, can tell but... you probably not because I've done both. <laughs> and the teacher had read a book to them the day before about Thanksgiving, and so they already had that background. And they still were... Um, you know, they were making guesses about the portrait. Even though I told them to think about the book they'd heard the day before, they were making guesses about it um, that really weren't very connected to the book. So that also was revealing because they, they um, we think that if we read the kids a book or we show them a video that they're going to have all the background knowledge they need, but they really need time to think and process it. and. All it took was me putting this picture into, you know, an internet um, on a website and then saving the quadrants of the picture and then giving the kids a piece of blank 
copy paper and telling them to fold it into four sections. That's all it took to do this really amazing, rich, exciting, fun um, activity. And the kids asked me that if we're going to do that again sometimes. I did it with another group of kids because I was reading to them. I go into a classroom towards the end of the day where the kids are a lot of times having a hard time keeping themselves, <laughs> showing self-control, I guess. Um, they're, they're little. And so I like to read them a book at the end of the day while the teacher's trying to gather all the folders and everything that go home. And I decided to show them um, a picture from The King's Equal by Katherine Patterson. They were really into the book, but I took one of the really vivid illustrations and used that same um, strategy, and they were hilarious, the things that they noticed, you know, about the clothing. And, you know, it looked like really um, from the days when men wore wigs and silk shoes and things like that. And kids would say, I think that's a pirate, you know. or And I thought, oh, yeah, pirates did show off their wealth and their, you know, their clothing and things like that because they were able to do that because they stole people's treasure. So it was just funny the things they said, and it was really interesting, too, to hear their take on things. I just like how this one strategy can open up such possibilities and it just reinforces what we've been talking about for the past six episodes of how it it really goes deeper into their thinking and mm-hmm. um, and that's that's certainly a an example mm-hmm. and, and a testament to the strategy so chapter six the tapas she goes into some ways of connecting sketch noting so one of the first things she talks about is sketch noting to connect to ideas And she has little boxes to the side that kind of say, try this. So the idea would be sketch note your district, school, or classroom vision or mission statement, which I like. I think that's great. This would be fun to do with your staff Mm -hmm. and maybe do a gallery walk to see if everybody's understanding of the mission and vision is the same. Mm -hmm. I think it's Mm -hmm. interesting because Mm -hmm. these are... This is an invitation to try to sketch out some complex ideas, things that are not concrete. And I think that if you practice sketch noting and you feel confident with your um, draw, a little more confident with your drawing ability, I wouldn't try to ask someone to do this particular activity if they hadn't practiced a little bit, because I think it would be harder to sketch out a mission statement than to listen to a book or music or, you know, something where you're going to have your practice chance. I like the concept behind it, though. I do, too. And I was just thinking about how fifth graders, they were working on um, varying up their topic sentences because they're getting ready to write their informational pieces. And the teacher and I were showing them how to write um, different types of topic sentences. And one had was using in a positive, which is renaming something in, you know, commas, and then another one was using a subordinating conjunction. I mean, it doesn't matter if kids, they don't have to know those terms, but I had to challenge myself to come up with some kind of visual as I was, you know, making my anchor chart. I thought, how do I draw that, you know? And then I thought, ooh, that's really testing my knowledge. Like, I need to know what that really does. And so, um... Yeah, I think that it's it is, and the kids actually they came up with better ones than I did after we went through the steps of you know giving them the modeling and the guided practice. But yeah, I think you really can stretch yourself with some of those more abstract ideas. 
What else have we got? Sketch noting to synthesize what we've learned. Encourage students to sketch as they study content or even create sketch note study guides. Sketch note study guides would be fun to study yes. with, wouldn't they? I like too how they use it to kind of synthesize and say, what have you learned? What did what did you know about the topic? And now what did you learn about the topic? She she's done that a couple of times for the KWLs and mm -hmm. T charts. But it's nice to kind of see it in these different formats. Mm -hmm. And chapter six is really has a lot of visuals in this chapter. It's it's visual rich. So right. if you don't have the book. This is a good reason. This, chapter yeah. six alone is a great reason yes. to get the book, especially if you're a person who really wants to see a lot of examples. And I think that's pretty much all of us. We all want to have some models. It's a lot of good things. I like um, to... She has on here to sketch note sequential information with symbols and and text in sketch noted timelines for greater understanding. Some of the sketch notes on this page almost look like hieroglyphics to me. Were you thinking yeah, that too? Yes. Because the kids are using arrows and they're using them really well to show what's happening in a timeline. And it's intriguing to me, just like hieroglyphics are trying to read the puzzle, you know, what does it mean to have a student explain that and use their own words, I think would be a great review of what they learned. And there's also an example, there there are five post-it notes and reading Romeo and Juliet in high school, but having to put each scene on a post-it, mm -hmm. I feel like is, that would, you would definitely have to synthesize and understand what is happening. And this student has done a phenomenal job <laughs> yes. at doing just that. Um, this, the the illustrations alone are blowing me away. But he he has captured every scene, and you can really tell what is going on. And it's literally on a yellow post-it. It is all on a post-it, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Our next one is sketch noting to connect with others. And so I like the first line in this section. It says almost any reason to communicate is a reason to sketch note. And so adding a personal touch to messages that you want to share with others. So um, sketch noting a message to an individual or a group. And I was thinking about uh, at my school, we're doing 12 days of the holidays um, counting down to winter break and one of the things that we did was um, our admin hung a small stocking for each teacher and assistant and everybody in the building outside of the door where you know that person is and then we were given these little note cards to write notes to each other and I did find myself drawing like little elves and things like that just really basic little icons but I just couldn't help it it was just fun I wanted to um add a drawing on to it so I think it does make it more personal don't you well I live in the primary world of oh, course that's right. so yes. we live in this in this realm because kindergartners first graders second graders even third graders still when they are writing letters to each other or a note they always have some kind of visual attached, mm -hmm. um, whether appropriate or not, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I feel like that is just their natural process is to make these sketch notes to communicate. So I like that she has included that. I have um, something to add from page 130. 
On page 130, she talks about sketchnoting with others in an enthusiast group. And she has a picture of what she calls a sketchy lunch bunch, where fifth grade students are given the opportunity to sketch note during lunch and also recess if they want. And she has, looks like butcher paper covering a table and the kids all have these markers that are to die for. I want all of them. Um, and they're sketch noting That's during their cool. time. And then the next picture shows people having a book club and sketching. And I actually asked my principal just this week if it would be okay for us to do a sketchy book club. And during, um, Lunch in our cafeteria, there's always a couple of tables that are left open for parents or if teachers want to sit with children, they come over and sit at that table. And so my idea is to take the butcher paper, um, you know, once a month at the most, but have it out and have kids come over and draw and write something representing a book they're reading because kids are constantly showing me their books they know i love books i i don't have to tell them they just do they know i love them and so they they pull them out of their backpacks off the bus they show them to me in the classrooms or say get this one for your students in your room um so i think it would just be so much fun to have them sketch what their favorite books are and have that hanging up yeah in the library yeah yeah when it's easy all i need is paper and a table to do it on and some pins. And some pins. Oh, yes. Or some kind of art tools. Those are never hard to come by in a school. So with that, we really come to the end of our book. And I'm sad to put it away, but I think I'll be pulling it back out quite a bit. We are sad to end the book, but we have but some exciting news. We do. So our next episode, we have actually had a conversation with Tanny. Yes. The author of the book. And we are going to share that with you. That is going to be our next episode, episode seven. And we hope you tune in. We are very excited. It was a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Lots of insights into how she um, wrote the book, why she chose now to do it. um, Some great ideas still Mm -hmm. into how to incorporate it and use it in your classroom. So I'm very excited. We enjoyed Tanny so much because she is definitely a teacher's teacher. She has the heart of a teacher. She says, I'm a teacher. And we know she does a lot more than, you know, she she kind of downplays, I think, all that she does. But uh, she was just so pleasant to talk to and so encouraging to us. And um, we just really appreciate her and the opportunity to share her great ideas with other people. We had so much fun reading the book, and so I just feel like this is a great way to end it mm-hmm. and to wrap it up in the conversation. So tune in next week, and you will hear our conversation with Tani. And go out and buy the book. If you do not have it, it's wonderful. Let us know. So mm-hmm. drop us a line on martinandmorgan.com or on our Facebook, and we, we want to hear how you're using sketch notes.